guys, and welcome to episode 15 of Business Shit. I am your host, Mimi G, and today's topic is mind your money. Today is a little bit of storytelling day. I think some of the best lessons learned um, are those when you experience them and then you're like, oh my God, I hope nobody ever <laughs> goes through this. So um, I have found that every time that I share parts of my story, um, a lot of people sort of gain a lot uh, from my experiences. And so that's why I think it's so important for people to share the truth about, you know, the things that happen when you start a business, the things that happen, you know, with, with your money and with your life and with the family. And I mean, all of these things really do help other people. So today we're going to be talking about uh, something that happened to me um, when I started my business and it could have been devastating. And because of that, um, I have found a couple of tips that I think is so important for anybody who's starting a small business, and it has to do with bookkeeping and accounting and really minding your money. So let me tell you my story. Uh, a lot of you know that when I started Mimiji Style, uh, the business anyway, that I really had no idea prior to that what this was going to be. I started the blog, it was a hobby. Um, I did it on and off for several years before then I launched Mimiji Style, which again started off just as a blog. Um, and then when I decided that I was going to incorporate, um, that is sort of in my head where my business started. Now, you know, when I started this, I really didn't know a whole lot about business. You know, I knew some things, but when it came to sort of money, I was a little bit clueless. You know, I didn't realize how much money I was really making because I wasn't tracking it. And, you know, what happened was, without giving all my business away, <laughs> um, I had a, someone who used to do my taxes, my personal taxes, um, and she was, you know, a really nice girl from church. <laughs> and, you know, she was, a, she was a, a tax person, you know, so she was doing my personal taxes for years. So, I, I, you know, when I started my business, First of all, that first year or so where I was sort of making money but really didn't know what I was making and it was sort of coming in through PayPal and it was, you know, sort of um, in the beginning stages, uh, we would sort of lump it all together. And, you know, I was still sole proprietor then. And, you know, I trust that because she was doing my personal taxes and had been doing it for several years, I mean, I assume she knew what the hell she was doing, right? Um, so she started doing my business taxes as well. And she did them for, you know, a couple of years, and then my ass got audited. And let me tell you something. The last thing you want to do is go to your mailbox and see something from the I, the R, or the S that you got to sign for and, and, and see the words audit. <laughs> let me tell you something. It's not a pleasant experience because I think we, we think the worst, right? When you get audited, you're like, oh, my God. The entire world is about to end. What do I do? So I will say I've, I've got audited twice. The first time I got audited, um, you know, I called her and I said, I got this letter. What do we do? You know, I don't, I have no idea. Um, and she went in and she, you know, because if you have someone who prepares your taxes, they can go in place of you. So she went in, she called me that day. They went over, the, you know, a couple of things and everything was fine. I ended up paying, I don't know, maybe like $1,500. Um, for some fee, or I don't even know. And, and it was fine. So I thought, oh, the audit thing ain't that bad. <laughs> then another year or so went by, um, and you have to understand that my business grew really fast. And when I say not just the business part, but as far as the amount of money that my business was making went 
from, you know, no money to a lot of money to a lot, a lot of money. And it happened really quickly. So because I didn't have the experience and I didn't know also what I should be looking for in the person who was handling my business, as far as my CPA, my accounting was, go was, was concerned, I was clueless. I honestly, I really didn't know. And you know, what happened is the second time that I got audited, um, she, she called and went in on my behalf and I got a call from the IRS agent handling the case and said, I know that you have someone representing, representing you. I would really like to meet with you. Do you mind coming in? So I went in, I made an appointment and I went in to meet with her. Let me tell y'all something. I was so scared. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, <laughs> I knew that I personally hadn't done anything wrong. Um, so I, first of all, didn't even know why I was being audited again. But there's something about, you know, that government agency <laughs> that put fears in you, fear, uh, in you. And so I went in like, I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, I think that, and I'm going to say this because, you know, I think that the IRS agents get a bad rep. You know, I actually know two personal friends of mine who are, who um, work for the IRS and they are lovely people. Um, but, you know, that's not sort of what we imagine. So I went in thinking the worst. The IRS agent was actually fantastic. And, you know, she said, I asked you to come in because I wanted to tell you that the person that you have handling your taxes, I don't think they are qualified or equipped to handle your size business. And because of that, she had made huge, and I mean huge errors, okay, when filing my taxes. I mean, I could go down a list of things that she did wrong. Um, I was classified wrong. The profits were in the wrong place. The, I mean, everything was, it, it was wrong. Once, once I sat down with the agent and, we, and she started to show me, I, I, I think I started, I, I, I might have cried <laughs> because I didn't realize um, that for so many years, the person who was handling my business taxes didn't know what the hell she was doing. And it really just fell back on me right? Because it's my business. And fortunately, you know, when you start to go through this and you start to, they basically give you a long list of things that you need to come up with. I need you to show me, you know, your, your, every business bank statement you've had for the last three years. I need you to, I mean, literally the list was so long that after I left that appointment, I sat in my car and I had this like, pain in the pit of my stomach. And I was like, oh my God, where am I going to get all this stuff? Like we were in this office pulling files for, I mean, weeks, April, Norris, me, we were all sitting, pulling, printing, pulling up statements, printing this, highlighting this. She gave me a list of things that I had to find and highlight and find receipts for. And it was intense, you guys. But let me tell you, at the end of the, the audit, <laughs> I had um, some things in my favor. One is that, you know, they knew that the errors were not my error. It really was just that the person that you put your sort of business in the hands of didn't know what they were doing, and I got a little bit of leeway there. Um, you know, I, I, I was able to find a lot of what they requested because if you keep, you know, records of your things, and it shouldn't be that hard to find what they're looking for. Um, so I was able to provide a lot of that and that really saved my ass. But at the end of the day, because everything was done so incorrectly, I ended up paying 
$149,000, okay? Did y'all hear me? $149,000 in back taxes that I had to pay because everything was done so incorrectly. Let me tell you something. When I sat down and that lady told me how much money I was going to have to pay, I was about to pass out. I was like, oh, Lord Jesus. Y'all watch Sanford and Son? I was like, Sanford, I was like, Lord Jesus, come take me now. I got to pay $149,000 in taxes. I thought my life was over. I had a, a little mini crisis, a little, a little panic attack, a little moment of, oh, shit. What am I going to do? And then on the drive home, because it was a long drive home, it was a long, long drive home, I came to the conclusion that I was just going to have to suck it up because, you know, you put your um, business in someone's hands. And because, you know, when if I'm not a CPA, I'm not an accountant. I don't know. Why would I do my own tax? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So you trust that when you hire somebody that they know what the hell that they're doing, that, that they know what the hell they're doing. And sometimes they don't. And you have to be really cautious about who you hire. But here's the moral of the story, okay? I have this this attitude that I have built within myself that I try to find gratitude in all things. So yes, there are moments when things happen, bad shit happens, and you have every right to sit and and cry and cuss and, and feel bad for yourself and all that shit, okay? But then you need to pull it together and you need to find the gratitude in all of that. So let me tell you what the gratitude in all of that was. The gratitude in all of that was that I had $149,000 that I could write a check for and it didn't hurt me one bit. Didn't stop business. I had the cash flow to write it. And what that told me is that you've made a significant amount of money, young lady, that you can sit back and write a check for $149,000 and continue with business as usual. That is a blessing that I had, okay? I wrote it, I learned my lesson. The next lesson of gratitude was that I had now learned that this person was incapable of handling my stuff, and now I don't just have a CPA. I have a high-level agency that manages my money, okay? Those are things that I learned and that I am grateful for, okay? Because that $149,000, if you do not have the cash flow for something like that in your business, can be devastating. It could have killed my business if I wasn't prepared for it. So I was thankful that I was and that I was able to get past that. And now I have my business set up so that I don't have to go through those things anymore, right? But those are lessons that I learned the fucking hard way and that I don't want you to have to learn the hard way. So I'm going to share just some basic, super basic information. I think I'll do a two-part at some point where I'll go into more detail about some of this, but here are just some basics that I think are so important for anybody starting a small business to know. My daughter started uh, her own salon space earlier this year, and the first things that I told her was, you need to get your bookkeeping and accounting in order before you even open the, do the doors, because I don't think those that those are things that you think about, and I certainly didn't think about them. You know, I was going along like, hey, I have a blog, and I make money, and I'm selling this online, and money's coming from here, but you don't really think, holy shit, wait a minute, at the end of the year, I got to pay <laughs> taxes. And, you know, when you have somebody that you rely on because they are certified at something, you assume 
that they know what they're doing. And a lot of times they don't. Just because somebody has a title doesn't mean that they know what they're doing or that they're even good at what they do. You know what I'm saying? So it's your responsibility. It was my responsibility to know whether or not that person could handle the level of business that I was growing and at the speed that I was growing. And obviously she couldn't. And, and because of that, here are some things that I think are crucial to anybody starting with small business, just some tips to help you get started. First is manage your accounting. You need to hire a good bookkeeper or you need to purchase a DIY software like QuickBooks or Peachtree to help you because it is crucial to keep accurate track of your income and your costs. Now here are some pros and some cons to the DIY software. I have tried both QuickBooks and Peachtree early on in my business, and let me tell you something, it makes my head hurt. Math makes my head hurt. If you're not consistent, you will get yourself in trouble. Uh, a lot of creative people have a hard time with the business aspect, so if you're not good at it, hire somebody else to do it. Um, you know, the, obviously one of the, the pros is that it's inexpensive, right? You buy the software, you just need to set yourself up so that you know what you're doing, how to do it, and you can reconcile at the end of every month because it's not easy, okay? It really isn't. The, uh, the other pro is obviously that, you know, you're, you're sort of keeping track of everything. If you're good at it, some people are good at it, you're keeping track of it, you have easy access to it, you can, you know, do things as they come in, um, and you have a bit more control. However, um, if you're not consistent and you're not good at it, then you probably will find yourself doing what I did is not doing it on a regular basis and then not doing it at all, okay? And that, that is gonna be detrimental to your business. Or you could hire a third party. So um, I use a company called bench.co.co. And let me tell you something before we even get started. I am not sponsored by any of the companies that I am mentioning. QuickBooks, Peachtree, Benchco, nothing. Okay, these are just companies that I use and that I personally have relationships with so that I can honestly share my own personal experience with you. Um, that's the only reason I'm mentioning them. They are not sponsoring this in any way. Um, so bench.co is fantastic. So what they do is they are a bookkeeping service and you pay based on the, tr the amount of transactions that your business do. So obviously one of the cons could be of hiring a third party is that it could be a little costly uh, to you if you're a small business. But uh, the, the really great thing that I loved about bench.co is that you basically pay depending on the amount of transactions that your business does. So obviously my business does a significant amount of transactions, so I pay a higher price for the, the team of, the bookkeeping team that I have that works directly with my business. Um, but if you don't have that many transactions, then it would be a little less for you. And it really is, you know, based around the size of your business, which I think is fantastic. And honestly, for the amount of transactions that I do, the amount of business that I do, I would say that they are, to me, very affordable. And um, I have been with them over a year now, and they are amazing. Um, you know, after that whole audit thing, what we ended up doing um, is... I was about to file my 2016 and I said, hold up, <laughs> get an extension. I'm not filing shit that that lady did. <laughs> so I actually pulled everything and I had them redo my entire books for 2016. Um, and that was, oh my God, a godsend. So um, I, I do, uh, I vouch for them personally because I, I still use them. 
Um, one of the other things that is the beauty of using a third party is that I don't have to worry about it, right? They have access and, and uh, to all of my, my accounts receivables and my accounts payable, and they handle everything. Every month I get to log in, I can check my balance sheet, I can see exactly where my business is, and at the end of the year, they prepare all of my tax documents, and then they send them to the, my CPA, and then my CPA handles all my, all my filings and all of that, that kind of thing. So, you know, um, that was a really important lesson that I learned because I think um, that we don't really think about all of those things because, you know, when you start a small business, you're thinking, well, I'm not really making that much money, so there's no reason to do it, but it is start. As soon as you open your business and you start taking a single penny from somebody else for a product or service, get your bookkeeping and your accounting in place, please. Okay. Um, another thing that I want to talk about is, you know, it's really important that because you need to know where every single dollar is going and where every single dollar is coming from. So, you know, if you don't do anything else for your business, make sure you do that. The next thing I want to talk about is review your costs. You need to keep track of all of the expenses, especially if you're, if you're a small business, you need to keep track of everything that you're spending on your business. These things add up quickly and reviewing them allows you to fine tune where your money is going. That's one of the things that honestly I can say that prior to getting my, my shit in order is I didn't know where my money was going. I knew where it was coming but I didn't know where it was going because I had no way of tracking it, right? Until the end of the year that I'm doing taxes and I'm like, I don't know what you, you know? And now I can go every month and I know exactly what we paid, who we paid, what we paid for, where the money came in, where it's going, where it's sitting, where it's growing, where it's not. And that has changed my business. I mean, I can't even tell you how much. You can't fully review your costs if you're not keeping accurate books, okay? If you're not keeping track of it, how are you going to be able to grow your business? How are you going to be able to see where you're profiting, where you're losing, where it's going, right? You have to be able to do it, and the only way to do it is if you have really good books. The other thing is you need to keep your personal and your business account separate. When I first started the first, I don't know, probably two years, I used the same account. I was still a sole proprietor. So to me, I was just like, whatever. Um, and, you know, you learn a lot as a business owner. And I think you have to give yourself a break. You know, when you're, especially if you're a creative person and then you start a business, you know, you, you're going to learn as you go along. And fortunately, I've had a lot of really great people in my life that were able to sort of, you know, uh, give me a lot of business uh, sort of insight. But if you don't have that, you don't necessarily know. And if you don't know, then you're gonna make a mistake and I want you to avoid making a mistake that's gonna be costly to, to you and your business. So for me, I was just like swiping, <laughs> swiping here and swiping there and at the end of the year, they'll just figure it out, right? No, don't do that. Keep your business and your personal accounts separate, okay? If you start a business or you have, um, even if you're just selling stuff on the side or whatever it is, if you're getting money from somebody else for a product or a service that you are providing, you need a separate account for the money that you are getting paid versus the money that is you know, your personal account. So please do that. Mixing business money with personal finances is a recipe for unexplained losses and tax issues. Trust your girl on this, okay? 
Also, keeping your business money separate will make it easier for you to gauge your profits and help you keep proper track of your expenses. So, I mean, that just makes more sense, right? I mean, that should be common sense, but, I, you know, it wasn't to me. And so if it wasn't to me, it could possibly not be to you. And so I want to provide that. The next thing is uh, pay yourself first. For the first two years of the business, I didn't pay myself. I just because everything was all sort of mixed in together that when I needed something, I was swiping and this and that, and that's really what, I mean, it just, you know, when I look up at it now, I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> but, you know, when you're in it, when you're doing it, when it happens to you so quickly, you almost don't have time to sort of catch up with the business as it's growing that, you know, you end up making mistakes. But as long as you learn from your mistakes, it's all good. But, um, you know, now I pay myself, you know what I'm saying? But I pay myself just like I would any other employee that I have. Um, because one is if you're not paying yourself, right, then you're not setting yourself up for should something happen, right? You need sort of a little safeguard. So this doesn't mean that everything that you make, you're going to go spend, right? Don't suck up all your profits, but you want to set something aside. So if you don't have enough to pay for your entire living expenses, let's say you're not making enough to pay yourself, you know, everything that you need to live on, pay yourself 10% of your earnings. Whatever you bring in, take out 10% and pay it to yourself. Set it aside if you don't need it right away and let it build so that you have a safety net should something happen. Also, and this is also not sponsored, but use PayPal. I love PayPal. Let me tell you, PayPal saved my ass major during that audit because I did most of my transactions through PayPal. And one of the beauties of PayPal is that at the end of the year, they have all of your tax documents for you. So they give you a 1099. You can look up and check your transactions, where what went out, what, what came in. So when that, um, that agent was like, I need to see, you know, your transactions for this, that, and the other thing, I could literally go through every year in, in my PayPal and print out the tax documents for every year. And that was amazing to have because I didn't even realize just how important that was. So I suggest if you're just starting a business and you're doing transactions to run as much of, as, of it as possible through PayPal um, because yes, you do end up paying obviously a fee and all of that, but uh, for the amount of security that you have and for the amount of um, sort of tax relief that you get at the end of the year, knowing that everything is in order and that you can print it and pass it on to your CPA, it is so helpful. It was so helpful to me. And I think that's one of the things that I tell everybody who's starting a business. If you're going to take payments online, use PayPal. That's just from my own personal uh, experience. Um, you know, one of the things that I think... Uh, people often worry about when they start their businesses, how they're going to grow it and how they're going to market it and how they're going to this and how their social accounts and, and all of this different, uh, you know, different things, which is great. Obviously you, that you do want to focus on those things, but you have to also focus on building and starting your business correctly, legally, by protecting yourself, by making sure that things like your account payables and your, your bookkeeping and your accounting and your banks and all of that is in order before you start taking payments uh, because you just want to make sure that you start off on the right foot. You don't want to start off much like I did without really having any idea what I was doing and sort of then playing catch up and then having to go through that whole audit nightmare 
And, you know, thank goodness that it all worked out fine and that I had the cash flow to, to be able to, to live through that and, and not be affected by it and that I'm here to be able to share my experience with you guys, but I don't want that to happen to you. So at the very least, your actionable to do is if you don't have a business account that's separate from your personal account, set one up. Um, start tracking your expenses. So whether you're going to hire a bookkeeper or you're going to do a DIY with QuickBooks or Peachtree um, or some other software, set something up so that you can start safeguarding yourself now, no matter what size your business is. You don't have to be like, oh, well, my business is too small. So maybe when I start generating this amount, I'll start doing it. No, start now. <laughs> start now. Trust me. Start now. All right, guys. If you haven't joined our private Facebook group, please head on over and join. It's private. It's just for other uh, listeners of business. It's a great support system. You get to meet amazing people who are either uh, running a business, starting a business, marketing a business, and you guys all bounce ideas off each other. And it's really just a really great place to meet new friends who all have a really uh, similar interest. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash business shit, but it's linked in today's episode in the description. So if you go to businessshit.com, click on today's episode, you'll see it written up. Um, also, if you have questions, I'm not going to answer any questions today, but if you have a question, please email us, talk your shit, email us at businessshit at gmail.com. I love getting your mail. I promise that just because I haven't responded right away doesn't mean that I didn't see it and that I don't plan on responding. I do. I just, I get a lot of mail. You know what I'm saying? All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, in order for your business to succeed, it has to be the shit. It needs to solve a problem, help them get past their current stage, earn respect, and build trust. I'm out.